Related to black trans masculine culture. Yes. Hello, welcome back, welcome back, y'all. Um, this is Aiden in the building. And Nehemiah. And we are finally recording our next episode, uh, which today's topic is holiday things. And all that consists of what it's like to go into the holidays and navigate the holidays um, as a black trans person, specifically a black trans person of masculine center, if you will, um, and like family dynamics, right? You would. Yeah, I you agree. Think? Yeah. Um, and. Oh, some of the other stuff we're touching on today. Just since, because it's been a while and we were supposed to do this last month, uh, we still wanted to honor talking about Trans Day of Remembrance um, and some of the feels we have around that. And um, also... What we did for Thanksgiving. Yes, yes, exactly. And then... Uh, our segments, right? So then our self-care and then what we're vibing to and then what to look forward in the new year with our next episode. Yeah, I think that's it. Yep, sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, hop into uh, this Trans Day of Remembrance. Let's uh, um, What day was that? Was that like November 20th? November 20th. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm not out here. It's near wrong. wrong <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I wanted to give a quick um, historical plug in for that, just so the audience knows okay, like, yeah. the historical significance. So, um, uh, so, as Nehemiah said, Trans Day of Remembrance takes place on November 20th every year in honor of uh, trans of trans folks and gender nonconforming people whose lives have been lost due to transphobia. Um, and so historically, it was established in the U.S. in 1999 by a trans advocate, Gwendolyn Ann Smith, as a vigil to honor Rita Hester, a trans woman stabbed to death in 1998 at the age of 34. So ever since then, it's been in place that this is the time of year where we honor all of our siblings who we have lost to violence. Oh, that's unfortunately. Really I didn't yeah. know all that background. Yeah, I didn't either. And so I was really happy to have the historical context or context behind that. So what does it mean for you? What has Trans Day of Remembrance been like for you? Um, well, me being stealth. Uh, mainly I... What does that mean for, just for the audience who doesn't know what that means? So, stealth to me means that I'm not open about being trans. Like, I don't, it's not on my social media pages. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm not walking around with trans flags and stuff like that. Um, lately, it's been changing a little bit more for me. Um, while I'm still not out on like social media and things, mm-hmm. um, I'm open to if someone asks me if I'm trans, I'm not going to lie about it. Um, before, I wouldn't have lied about it, but I wouldn't have like answered it. But mm-hmm. now, I'm like, all right, yeah. If it comes up, you'll talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, okay. uh, I didn't actually want to go to an event until this year, um, since I've been, like, evolving with the whole stuff thing. Yeah. Um. understandable. And I was going to go to one, um, at the center, and then I stopped myself because I realized how white it was going to be. And I was like, yes. I do not want to go to a place where white people are going to be trying to center black trans women mm-hmm. and I just felt like it just wasn't going to be done right so I was like nah let me not do that mm-hmm. and then also um, I feel like even though we say trans day of remembrance it's mostly black trans women we're talking about and I mean yeah we, we should be talking about it but at the same time I feel like there's black trans men out here dying and getting murdered and everything happened to us as well and nobody feels the need to mention that mm-hmm. so, um, I just have some really complicated feelings surrounding surrounding that day and doing different things Good. what about you? Um, no that's real I one just even want to thank you for sharing that because I feel like a lot of people can't or doesn't want to say those things out loud, right? Because there yeah. can be so much, it, it, there can be so much pushback and like, rah rah rah. Like, what are you trying to say? You know, um, just what I said. Exactly. <laughs> he said what he said. <laughs> um, uh, so for me, yeah, it's been historically I've celebrated um, being in spaces, uh, queer spaces when. Trans Day of Remembrance came around just particularly at SDSU um, just because that's where I was for the longest um, of my time being in San Diego because I, I was a student for like seven plus years <laughs> um, so every time Trans Day of Remembrance came I was usually at the center and I would just I would say just as of recently it has turned into actually having um, black trans folks being at the center of like actually taking up the the vocal space to hold space for this day instead of you like you're saying you have the white trans folks who are trying to speak on black trans people's experiences yeah um, and it's kind of like uh, what is somebody coin it's like trauma pain or yeah. trauma porn mm-hmm. right for white trans folks like oh like look at me I'm doing this good thing like I'm centering the these horrific experiences that are happening mm-hmm. but there's literal black trans folks in the crowd who could take up that space like yeah. you don't need to talk for our pain mm-hmm. right yeah, um, so I feel like as of recently it's been more of that um, but still it's really annoying to be in it to be in those spaces and still see that and I think it's complicated because I want people to understand the pain, right? I want people to feel that because that's how I feel like change happens because through that, they would want to um, 
figure out ways to better protect us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I also don't want to caretake and be around white tears. Yeah, no matter if they're trans or not, you know. Yeah. Um, so that's been my experience. It's always been sad. It's always been uh, a self-reflection place of I don't have that experience. So like speaking specifically to like I don't know what it's like to um, be a black trans woman, right? Yeah. Um, and to have that constant fear and that constant. Um, like thoughts of okay how is this day gonna go when I leave the house or if I even have a house to leave right yeah so I get what you're saying and like it's really important that we're having these constant conversations about what is happening to um black trans women in specific because a lot of times they will say women of color trans women of color which is an erasure of like and black trans women. Literally, literally. So, like, let's get that correct, people. Don't, no. We're, say what it is. It is what it is. Um, but I feel you. I don't think I remember a narrative where someone has said, also, there are many untold stories about the trans men that are dying, too. Yeah. And I don't think that there even is a statistic, uh, unofficial statistic out there, because... I don't even know if these incidents are being reported and logged uh, rightfully, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So do we even really have the the numbers to even get people to be like, wow, this is actually a concern? Yeah. So I'm happy that we're talking about it. Um, and if people actually were more engaged on Instagram, they would see that there's actually a lot of incidents. Mm-hmm of us dying and us being abused and raped and all this stuff. Oh, we also should have did a trigger warning. But life is trigger. (laughs) (laughs) This is so true. Just know that anytime you're going to listen to this podcast, like all, there's always going to be some kind of triggering content because this is our lives. This is our experience. And it's not pleasant. It is not <laughs> always, but there are some pleasant, you know. There's some moments. Some moments. Like, I woke up this morning and my beard looked really nice. And so that was a pleasant moment. You know, sir, I was going to tell you that it was looking very voluptuous today. Thank you. Like, the volume was, like, extra. I uh, started, so I got a brush. Because I was just using, the like, the wooden comb. Mm. But then I decided to get a brush from CVS. They had, like, two different sides. One's, like, hard side, one's a soft side. So I comb it first, yeah. then I brush it with the soft side, then I brush it with the hard side. After okay. I put all my products in there. Okay, so there needs to be a section <laughs> for grooming uh, rituals to put in your little secret tips because I'm sure people want to know, um, yes. including myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's great to hear. You had a good moment this morning. Did you have any good moments today so far? It's a little early. Um, I did. I, interestingly, same with the grooming. Um, I got in the shower and I conditioned my beard. Okay. And it felt really good to do that because I felt like my skin was able to breathe yes. and like get out all the impurities of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm trying to develop a little grooming routine as well. So I 
I did my little grooming routine while I was listening to um, Feeling Myself playlist on Spotify. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You know? So I felt good. That's good. Yeah. Grooming matters. It, it does help you feel better, mm-hmm. whether you have facial hair or not. Mm-hmm. I know. You can give yourself a little mask if you don't have any facial hair. Mm-hmm. A little oil. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's hard to do a mask right now. Because, oh like, it gets in my beard and it's just... Uh... It's, not a, it's not a fun fit. Like, it feels so heavy. Mm-hmm. Especially if you have, like, the clay ones. Yes. Oh, I don't like it. <laughs> But um, what Man. did you do for uh, things taking this year? Ooh. So I guess we got to talk about the holiday things now, huh? Yeah, I'm getting hop into the... Okay, okay. Um, what did I do? Oh, uh, so I spent it with uh, my soul fam. Um, shout out to Don and Q. Woo-woo. <laughs> um, so Don did majority of the cooking. Um, and she put her back into it. Um, so I spent it with them. Um, we had a friend come over to share it with us. Um, I invited a couple of my, you know, uh, family, soul fam, or uh, chosen fam. But unfortunately, folks couldn't make it for various reasons. And that's okay. I just want them to know my house is always open to them. Um, so that was fun. We listened to soul music all day. Just felt like a black ass home. Yes. It was, I was living. Um, Food was bomb. Um, Unfortunately for the folks who know that I'm vegan, I was not vegan that day. (laughs) Um, A turkey was devoured. um, And I'm not sorry about it. (laughs) So, (laughs) we're complex humans, right? Right. (laughs) Um, and then after I divided my time because I wanted to spend it with um, some of my chosen fam too, and I went to my friends Kelsey's friendsgiving. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So my friendsgiving um, with Kelsey, that was cool. Um, for the folks who don't know, I am open to you know the cannabis things. Um, <laughs> the cannabis things, <laughs> <laughs> and that should say it. Like I don't have a high tolerance, so I'm easily affected. Um, but I was feeling myself. I was like, you know, it's Thanksgiving, and you know, I'm with some good people. And uh, Kelsey had a edible bowl mm. that was just shout out to Kelsey. Shout out and her African American home and her beautiful African American home. And so I was like, you know, I'm going to help myself. You know, one won't hurt. Um, One turned into about four. (laughs) And by the time I realized that I made a terrible mistake, Mm. (laughs) it was too late. I was slumped. I was gone. Just (laughs) gone. Um, But that made things very interesting. And I had fun. We played... um, we played games. We played hella black games. And it was just nice to be in an atmosphere where your blackness is centered oh, and yeah. it feels good and it's unapologetic mm-hmm. and you don't have to worry about filtering yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I had fun. And thank you, Kelsey, for allowing me to stay. Like, you're a real one because I wasn't getting home. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so that, that's what I did for Thanksgiving. Uh, what about you? Um, well, uh, shout out to San Diego because uh, it was raining and flooding. Oh, shit. Um, so we had some plans, but the week before leading into Thanksgiving was, um, was a little rough. Um, had some things going on in the personal life um, that just made us, me and my wife, not want to really go to too many places. And then the rain on top of that uh, and being cold, we were just like, you know what, we're just going to stay at the house, make a little cheese board. Um, Ooh, that sounds nice. Had some beer. Um, I went and got some beer from Vons. What kind of beer? Vons. Um, so I've been on this thing since I got back from Europe. Um, I love a nice Pilsner. So, uh, I picked up some uh, Pilsners from Vons, um, I think it's like Stella Artois, some very good shit. Uh, and then I went to this, um, (laughs) (laughs) then I went to uh, this craft brewing brewing place and got like 10 different Pilsners to try. Mm. Um, And I've been digging on them, I'm gonna have one when I get home, the last one that I uh, got from the place. Didn't you say one had like banana flavored or something like that? Yes, yes. Like, that's that, that wild. Was, um, I stopped at it, but uh, uh, it's like home brewery or something. Um, I stopped by there, and they had, like, two different banana flavors. And I was like, yo, I brought all this beer. Now I'm about to sit here and drink some more beer. Like, what the heck is going on? Um, so I did, I did do that. Um, and the banana was, it just came through so, so good. I um, don't know how I feel about that. I, I would need to experience that. Yeah, you should. I would have never that. thought. You should make that happen. Yeah. Make that happen. Um, what else did I do? Uh, we had um, one of my wife's friends come over. Shout out to Margarita. Um, she made it out in the rain. Um, That's a real one. For real. Um, what else did we do? Yeah, we just drank, ate. I want to say we watched a movie or something. But it was real cute. Did anybody cook? Uh, yeah. The wifey, she made, um, what did she make? Well, she did the cheese board. Oh. Um, I love cheese boards these days. Do you have um, a favorite cheese? Um, I like a, uh, buffalo mozzarella with, uh, What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know how they have, like, regular, uh, mozzarella balls? Mm-hmm. I, th- I want to say it comes from, I don't know, a cow or some shit. Um, but the... <laughs> The buffalo mozzarella comes from an actual buffalo milk. Um, and it's just wow. like a more creamy version of, uh, of uh, regular mozzarella that comes from buffalo. And I prefer it uh, because it goes better with uh, prosciutto, in my opinion. Mm. So, yeah. bread was good. Then we had, um, she made some, uh, what was it? Mashed potatoes from scratch. I had uh, red potatoes and rusted potatoes because oh, um, I requested it. And then she made some um, gravy from mushrooms, and that was really what? good. Yeah, it was really dope. Oh, oh. I was like, okay, woman. And then she did some um, some asparagus in the air fryer. That was really good mm-hmm. as well. Love me some asparagus. Um, Margarita brought some tamales, some chicken tamales. Um, so that was appreciated. I didn't have any because I wasn't in the room, mood for it, but um, the wife enjoyed it very much. Mm-hmm. Um, I think y'all had a full plate. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I really, really, really enjoyed my time because it was just, it was just, you know, really 
chill. Yeah. Um, you know, I missed everybody that I didn't get to see. And, um, I missed you. Did, yeah, didn't get to see you, didn't get to see Kelsey. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, there's always the future. The future holds all of the secrets that are actually not a secret. Indeed. That's a word. Catch that on some merch. <laughs> Tell this to be y'all before. Um, well, that was... So, would you say for the most part, like, you were pretty happy with your Thanksgiving? Um, yeah. I would say it was... I can't complain. What about you? I was... I was... Um, the best part was actually... Well, it's just like, I feel it's a good segue into, like, the broader of holiday things is um it was probably well it was probably one of the top uh um yeah which wasn't drama so that was really nice because historically um my family holidays have been drama ridden in some capacity in one way or the other um and then there's been times where i don't know if you've experienced this with your uh family your bio fam is even when like everybody comes together for a holiday whether that's thanksgiving whether that's christmas whether that's somebody's birthday whatever um you can feel the tension, you can feel the undertones mm-hmm. of like everyone is trying to play nice mm-hmm. and make nice. Yeah, I hate that crap. It, it, like, I'm not here for it. it. It's fake, right? Like, we don't have to perform just because this is just for this holiday that's already mm-hmm. performative in itself. Yeah. Like, nobody told us we have to do this. Exactly. This is why consumer culture is such a thing because. Capitalism. Cal- thank you. We don't have to. We can. We literally can have a thanks. We can have a, a a night of enjoying a big spread meal anytime, or sharing gifts or whatever. Um, so that's been something that that's been really frustrating because even when there hasn't been like a blatant like, oh, you know, Uncle so and so ain't shit, and then you know somebody getting too drunk and airing out everybody's business. Right. Um, <laughs> Like, is this a black family thing or is this just every family? Like, somebody please get Uncle Billy. Uh, so, um, so, even when it's not that blatant, like, even the pleasantries, the pleasantry moments just feel like I don't, I don't want to engage. I don't even want to be here mm-hmm. because everybody knows that so and so and so and so, y'all not fucking with each other. Yeah. So, or like even the, um, like getting a little deeper and like personal and I know probably trigger warning for like, um, sexual abuse and stuff. And there's been times where I've been at family events for the holidays where my sexual abuser was there, Hmm. like my cousin, you know, and I, I had to perform. Like, I had to, for the sake of, like, the family gathering, Yeah, I had to act like this man is not a fucking predator yeah. and a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. 
you know. How do you, how did you break away from that? Uh, or have you broke away from that? I, I have because, one, I, I'm not in communication with my bio fam right now anyways. Mm-hmm. They live in New York. I'm from New York, by the way, y'all. <laughs> What's up, East Coast? <laughs> in the built-in. Um, <laughs> speaking <laughs> of, where are you from? That the fuck's that? Everywhere. <laughs> You're of the world, huh? Yes, I am. I'm a world traveler. Yeah, I love that. Sir, I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess you could say technically I've been multiple places too. As yeah. Coming from um, living with a, a military aunt who had custody of me for a little bit. But my soul is from New York, period. And that's where... I got a lot of my unfortunate but fortunate lessons <laughs> of growing up. Um, so how I handled that, going back to the question, is, yeah, I, I don't engage with them anymore. I don't put myself in those situations. Um, and even for my family or my adoptive, quote-unquote, I, I still don't know what you would call them, but the family that took me out of... Um, the abusive situation that I was in before, they live in LA. Even our dynamics aren't on the best of grounds right now. Mm-hmm. So I made the active choice this year. It was like, I'm not going. I'm not going to put myself through that trauma. That sounds so <laughs> You know, I'm not going to act like everything is okay when it's not. So I chose to put my energy in places this year where... I am constantly reaffirmed that I am loved and I'm supported and that I have a community that even when I fuck up is going to hold me accountable and still love me through it. Yes. That's beautiful. (laughs) That is really beautiful. What about you? Have you experienced that and how have you navigated the family Um, holiday days? This was... So, like... I was supposed to go, I guess, quote unquote, home for the holidays. Um, and it's on the East Coast. And it's cold. I, I hate <laughs> the, the cold. I'm not, I'm not here for it on any capacity. Um, so I was like feeling really stressed about it. And I'm not, I don't speak to my father. Mm-hmm. And he's always bugging everybody else in my family about talking to me. And I'm like, bruh, stop. Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Um, so that also played into my decision um, to to say fuck it I'm not going home for the holidays I'm going to stay here um, where the weather is beautiful uh, and then I'm going to go out of the country to another beautiful place yeah. um, and spend it with uh, my wife's family and my chosen family because um, you really just have to you know you got to take space for yourself um, so you don't have to fit, not have to feel certain emotions, but so you don't have to go through the bullshit and mm-hmm. disturb your peace. And as soon as I decided I wasn't going home, like, it was like this weight was lifted off of me. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was, if it was that big a weight on me, why am I even trying to do that? So I was going to try to go for um, things taken, and I said no. So then I was like, all right, I'm going to go for Christmas. Same feeling happened, and I was like, nope, all right, we're not going. Just like that, right? <laughs> yeah, it was just like that. Can't do it. Um, but, um, 
I, I think that um, we all have to decide what our capacity is mm -hmm. for certain family members and certain gatherings um, because not everybody has the option not to go. Exactly. Um, they still depend on their families for financial support mm -hmm. or they may be students living with their families or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so I just encourage those folks to um, take space when you need it. Uh, I'm an advocate for cannabis, so if you were in a legal state, even if you're not in a legal state, get your boo. Right. Um, and go into that holiday event smelling beautiful mm -hmm. to let them folks know that you don't care what they're going to have to say this year. Mm -hmm. And I love that you brought that piece up of um, the accessibility, right? Because, like, as trans, like, that's, we're representing that, right? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of trans people that I know who, when they go home, like, they can't be who they are when they're not in that space. Yeah. Right? Because their families don't understand or slash they don't accept it um, to where that leads to actual violence for them. Yeah. So it's a safety thing. Um, it's an access thing. And so I recognize even within my complexities of my dynamics, like family dynamics and stuff, it's still a privilege to even be able to have that option, right? Like you're talking about yeah. too. Even if it's traumatic, like I could still go. I could still go up there. Mm. Um, and even though I don't want to, I could still find some kind of fucking capacity to still be in space with them because I'm not, like, I am who I, I I'm comfortable in a place where I am who I am and I'm not changing that for nobody. Mm -hmm. If they got something to say, we can handle it when they got something to say. Um, but, or and I will say that one thing that gets me anxious about going back home too, and I know that other trans folks, um, or specifically trans masculine folks that I've talked to in the past have experienced, is I've been transitioned for about five and a half years now. Mm. And my quote unquote mother figure um, still will still will use um she her pronouns oh no interchangingly in her conversations whether she's talking about me whether she's talking with someone around me and she will eventually correct herself but there's no excuse it's been five years why yeah. are you still messing up exactly there no i you don't get any grace mm -hmm. no. it's it's, it's because it's not important to you and you actually really don't understand mm -hmm. slash care. Yeah. So I know that that's a big piece for a lot of people too. And it's violent. It's really violent when you've worked on yourself so long. Yeah. Um, to be confident and to, and to try to be as safe in your own skin as you can be mm -hmm. in this fucking world that's unsafe everywhere. Indeed. <sighs> but yeah. So that's the complexity of the dynamics um what about for you like how is you know being a trans masculine person and going home um has how has it been for you in the past before you um before made... i said fuck them folks yeah uh, <laughs> i ain't gonna do it <laughs> sorry mom um <laughs> um how was it before 
I mean, I've always been the type of person to be like, fuck them fools, Mm -hmm. but just not as hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I don't, I didn't put up with the whole misnaming and misgendering things. Like, I told my family, like, either you want me in your life or not. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to act up, I'm not going to be in your life. So, of course, you know, it took them a while to adjust and I, I gave them that grace period mm-hmm. um, but after a while I was like nope like peace out Girl Scout like if you're not gonna have the, the kind of conversations that is respectful of who I am mm-hmm. then I'm not just gonna allow you to, to continue to, to traumatize me yeah um, so I can't say that I really had any horrible holiday experiences because I've just been always an independent type person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remove myself from situations because I'm crazy. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, let them know. I don't mind cutting folks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't care who you are. The babies can get it too. The don't ba- cry too much now. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them kids. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That's so funny. And we're black. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Definitely wanted to give the plug for that because I don't want to, I am not a content stealer. Um, I listen to a podcast called uh, Tea with Queen and Jay, and they do that. So I just admire that, and I think that is great. but so something that I was thinking about with uh, around this conversation is specifically around like the holidays and what it means to be a trans masculine person, um, specifically around like um, Thanksgiving, you know how majority of men watch the game during uh, Thanksgiving. It and and you know and we'll talk more about this on like what it was like the beginning of our transition and like different ideologies that we were feeding into mm-hmm. the toxicness toxic masculinity blah 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 but that is one that I could give a shit about um, I will say for there was a time where I thought I cared about football yeah definitely. Um, I definitely was a Giants fan before for obvious reasons New York but um, I realized I was just trying to play into some like masculine trope uh-huh. that actually doesn't really fit me so one thing that I really find excruciating around Thanksgiving is the assumption that oh now that I identify as this masculine person who is okay with he and pronouns and being called a man sometimes um that I'm automatically supposed to want to watch the football game mm-hmm. when I actually find it. I don't find it amusing. I don't find it fun. Um, I'd rather be playing Monopoly <laughs> okay. with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and so I think it's really interesting, too, around holidays where certain gender expectations will come up as well. Yeah. Um, that a lot of times people, cis, cis head folks... Or just cis folks in general won't necessarily really be thinking about like, oh, actually, this is a gender um, expectation 
that is playing into this holiday. Why am I doing this? Um, so I know that was one that has came up for me with that. Was there any that you could think of that come up around the holidays? Um, basically the same thing. You know, watching the game. I used to be a huge football fan as well, mm-hmm. and I miss it. Um, but wow. I uh, I don't watch for other reasons. You know, I just don't appreciate the NFL using black men like that and Come on. just destroying their bodies Literally. and just treating them like slaves, basically. Um, they're highly paid slaves, don't get me wrong, but uh, they're slaves nonetheless. Literally. Um, and then the fact that they put black men in those dangerous positions but don't want their white boys playing the same. Um, Literally. I'm just like, no, you know the damage that it does. Mm-hmm. You don't compensate them for that damage. And no. then you continually try to hide it and just, like the military, just feeding you pills and drugs to cover up what the damage they've done. Literally. The expectations um, of, like, when they're, you know, when there's, like, an injury in something and, like, the only reason why they care for them to get better is so their asses can get back on the field. Yeah, definitely. It's not actually, like, did you ask that person, like, actually, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Do you want to continue hurting yourself Yeah. for this paycheck and for this entertainment? Mm-hmm. No, those questions aren't asked. Oh, never. And those aren't even questions that they're asking themselves until, you know, later down the line when it's almost too late. Right. Now you have um, a, a brain trauma injury. Yeah. And, and you have no idea how it's going to affect you. Like, you've seen it, but you just have no idea. Um, so that's what turned me off to football. Um, but, I mean, I don't, haven't seen too many stereotypes other than I don't see a lot of men cooking. Um, you know, they, they're on the couch watching football, talking with their friends, drinking all the bullshit. Um, while the women are taking care of the kids and cooking, and I just think we should see, uh, you know, an equal balance. I'm not saying all men have to cook because I don't like cooking. I'm not going to do it. But and there's some people who shouldn't be cooking because... Right. Your food nasty. You, <laughs> like, let's be real about this. Well, you can take care of them kids, though. Like, you can... Ex- like, stop having your wife take care of the kids. You can watch them kids, too. They're yours. To care for another human being is not a gender rule. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I just don't... There's a lot of gender rules. And we'll, again, talk about this on another topic where we spend more of an expansive time on gender rules. But I just... There's just so many that I don't... I'm not here for. Mm-hmm. I'm not with the shits. Like, I... There's, there's some, quote-unquote, masculine... Um, general traits that I subscribe to because I just do and then there's a lot that I don't and there's a lot of um, feminine traits and uh, roles that I subscribe to because I do and I'm okay with that and it's I don't know we'll we'll unpack it more in another episode but that is a huge one thank you for bringing that up no problem should we get into some uh, self care tips self care one of my favorite conversations because there's so much accountability in it and I also just want to put out that uh, self care is a tool not the solution I'm sorry what was that can you can you run that back one more time self care is a tool not the solution mm. well preach but yeah. it's the truth it's really the truth um, and also I want to add to that too that um, oh, I just lost it 
this coffee got me jacked. I, like, <laughs> I'm normally not a coffee drinker, but I needed something to perk me up a little bit, and I think I, I think I had a little too much. Uh, <laughs> That's why I had Coke. <laughs> not like Coke, but Coke. <laughs> you know, just for all the fans that are listening. <laughs> we know you're there, Rob. <laughs> So have a seat and relax. Um, <laughs> um, um, oh, and just because you try something that is on some kind of that you that you subscribe to be self care or that someone else subscribes to be self care, doesn't mean that it's going to work for you. Doesn't mean that it has to work for you. Doesn't mean that it isn't working uh, if you try it one time. So these like self-care tools can be very fluid in the way that they um, affect you in the way that it works or may not work for you definitely that's why there's so many different options out there okay. so, yeah uh, so around particularly um, around the holiday ones that we were kind of talking about and one that I think is kind of important is um if you do find yourself having to go to an environment where you don't feel comfortable or safe, and if you have to be in that family environment, um, maybe to have a conversation with someone that you feel comfortable and close with to be like, hey, um, do you mind being my buddy for like if things get too rough and like I need to get out of the situation, whether that's you know, if that person has accessibility to come pick you up or if that means just stepping away from that environment for a little bit and having a conversation with them, um, whatever that may look like, like y'all can build, like y'all can uh, come up with that uh, safeguard. But I think having someone else that you know will be there for you when things get a little too hot is really helpful and that's self-care because then you're not just feeling like, I'm trapped. Yeah. I have no one here to be there for me. That sounds good. Yeah. I know that I have used that one in the past. Well, actually, the year before. Last year. Last year? Yeah. (laughs) And she was really, she was a great help because she understood the family dynamics. So what I just did was called her and I spent probably two hours away from the family. And we just talked and laughed about things that made me feel good. And I was ready to go back. That's what's up. Yeah. I think that's a really good tool. What about you? What are some of yours? Um, I mean, it's basically the, the same thing um, almost as, you know, just taking space um, because hurt people hurt people. Um, and, you know, if somebody says something that's off the wall to you. Thank you, Laverne Cox, for that, by the way. Indeed. Um, if somebody says something off the wall to you, um, you may not want to immediately respond like you may just need to walk away um and taking the high road in that um it does suck because sometimes you'll be having some really good comebacks um but if it's a truly good comeback it can wait like it'll still be good even when um you say it later Uh write Um, it down (laughs) right everybody got phones you can you know put in your notes app whatever Uh Um, but you know just take the space to uh, let them deal with 
whatever little hurt they need to deal with over what why they said what they said to you um, and let you deal with that hurt whether it's 30 minutes an hour or whether it's a week you know just move through it and then go back and have that conversation at a later time so more hurt isn't inflicted and there can actually be a good well maybe not a good resolution but some type of resolution uh, yeah so just take space I love that now, I love the. I think the reason why I love that so much too is that that can be a big umbrella for so many different tools under that for yourself, right? Like the one I said, the one you said, um, and which will also be a beautiful segment um, plus a self care tool is what has helped me too in the past is like when I'm feeling overwhelmed and like specifically around holidays and stuff, I listen to music. Like, that's my own, I guess, getting out of reality. I don't want to, I don't know if I want to say getting out of the reality, but getting into a space where I feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. right? Like, music that makes me feel and just moves my soul. So that allows me the energy and the capacity to be like, okay, like, I can recharge, right? Mm -hmm. Um so what you listening to? Well, sir, I thought you would never ask. <laughs> this is my favorite segment. Um, oh, if y'all didn't know, by the way, we, we have different segments. Um, also, for next time, we're going to have a news segment, a specific news segment. We're going to try to do that each episode just to keep uh, folks informed and including ourselves um, on the different um, relatable news that is in relation to trans folks uh, and our daily play. So what I'm listening to is um, a lot, but we're going to do, excuse the paper wrestling, Um, I have two albums that I'm currently listening to that has been on repeat and it's such a vibe. Um, One of the albums is 85 to Africa by Jidenna. Yes, it's beautiful, man. It's oh my god, Jaden. Mm. I'm gonna add you, sir, so you can listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> like, you just and it's not even just you know like physically because also tired of like light skinned folks always just being the the narrative of aesthetic, yeah. you know, aspiration. It's not even about that. It's literally this man's soul is beautiful. Like, the energy that he irradiates, Mm -hmm. his aura is just, it's unprecedented. Um, And the way that he cares about us, black folks. Uh um, uh, So, yeah. So, that one, that's a whole vibe. It has everything from, like, upbeat um, uh, beats to, like, mellow sultry kind of soundtracks too it's it's amazing it it makes you feel just black um and then the second one is more for my like the water signs in me that is like very sensitive and just in my feelings and it just speaks to like my black sad boy soul mm-hmm. <laughs> um and it's the album is called diary of me by um mahila wait Mahilia. Mahilia. That's the artist's name. I don't know if a lot of folks know about her, but she's dope. Um, Is that the one from the uh, UK? 
Yeah, okay. yeah. And she has a popular song. I think it's um, I Wish I Missed My Ex. Like, a lot of people know that song. Okay. But this is her first album that I'm listening to on repeat. And... Um, What is oh, and then the one song that has been on repeat that isn't like connected to any album, but it just makes me feel like that nigga, like I am the shit, like I am fine, I am just a whole snack, meal, entree, the drink, the wine, oh. the it, it just makes me feel like that. Yes, um, <laughs> it's called Craven, it, it's just like. It just makes you feel so sexy. It's called Crate. It's by. Oh shit! I didn't write her name down. Um. Uh, but this, but G Easy is in that song. Um. Would you like me to edit this part out, sir? <laughs> no, it can't. Um, the Danny, Danny Lyle. Oh, okay. Is that I've heard her name? Is like Danny Lay or something? Danny Lay? I have no clue. Someone, please comment. Um, please help us. Please help us. <laughs> but she's dope. <laughs> um, isn't she the one who sings Easy? Let me catch a vibe. She probably do that. But I've heard of her before. She has like some good songs. It's dope. It's Listen to it. You will feel like that bitch. Okay. I'm here for it. What about you, sir? What you listening to? What you uh, vibing to? Man, there's just so much. <laughs> so, since we've been in San Diego for a, key, a few days. Um, Do you, you say San Diego? Yes, San Diego. Because it's been, what? it's been raining way too oh. much. <laughs> I get it. Like, shoot. Gray skies and stuff. Uh, like, I didn't sign up for this. Uh, and the sunshine text. You know. Where's my sunshine? Uh, so, I don't know how to pronounce her name, so we just go, <laughs> but I think it's, uh, Sinone Allegra, um, mm. she has an album, uh, uh, Those Feels Again, it is such a good rainy day album, mm. um, I've been really digging on her song, uh, You, um, and she's actually coming to the Observatory in North Park in March, so, um, for any of our... California folks, um, if you enjoy uh, that song, you should come check her out. Um, another one that I'm digging on is my boy Wale. He came out with a new album, uh, Wow, That's Crazy. Dope. Um, my favorite song off of that right now is the one he did with Kelly Price, Sue Me. Like, that's a real, it's real. It's a banger. It is. It, it makes me feel real black. So, mm. if you need to feel empowered and real black, that's that's the song for you. What's um, that one called again? It's called Sumi. Uh, Sumi. Sumi. Okay. It's based. It you know hits on Colin Kaepernick and all them, all of uh, the stuff that's going on. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I have a couple artists that you know you should be listening to. Mm. Um, Plug. So we got um, Smino. Um, he's been working with uh, J Cole. Um, he's been doing just a couple of different things, and his music is different. It's not just like your regular rap. Uh, okay. It's like a, ooh, 
Mm. This beat's a little techno sometimes, but it's mm. real cute. Um, so we got Smino. Um, we got No Name. She came out with uh, Room 25 early out, earlier this year. She's a real dope female MC. Okay. I'm here um, for the MCs. We got a, uh, a Mr. Do-It-All, I like to call him, Masego. Because he like produces his own stuff. He uh, plays all the different instruments in his music. Uh-huh. And then he sings on top of it. So... He's just a Mr. Do-It-All. Yes. Um, But then we got somebody um, from J. Cole's uh, label, J.I.D. Jid, I think that's how you say it. Okay. Um, But his voice is unique. um, And he really touches on some really cool topics. So um, those are the folks I think you should be listening to. Sir, I love new music, so I'm so hyped that you plugged in these people. Um, because there's some of them I haven't even listened to. And so hopefully we can like put it in the link, like from Spotify or whatever. Yeah, I'm sure we can click it out. in just to check them out. Or just like, we'll just write their names or whatever. So yeah. you can look them up. Um, because music is, is literally healing. Yes, that is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Talk about it. <clears throat> what, really quick before you know we have to sign off and stuff like what do you think music has done to help you the most like how has it helped you the most um it's uh kept me from choking out a couple folks why did i know you was gonna say that Um, and now and it's kept me from hitting folks too because you know my road rage is real. So, you know, sometimes you need to just pick up a little J and smoke and ride out and listen to some nice music uh, to keep you from hitting the crazy folks that don't drive. Word. Um, or your neighbors. Shout out to my neighbors who are still alive. Um, <laughs> we don't know how long that will be for. <laughs> just kidding, Bob. <laughs> Eat fucking up <episode. laughs> But what about for you? What is uh, what is music done for you? Hmm. You know, and like, just as soon as you asked that, I could just feel the emotion welling up in my like chest. Um, I I agree to those sentiments that you had. It has really helped me from staying out of prison. <laughs> um, but also the biggest one I feel like is because I actually have. Um, I love tattoos. Well, we both love tattoos, and we'll talk about that another time. But um, I have some lyrics. I have, like, two different lyrics that are on my body at the moment. And one of them on my back is actually from uh, Florence and the Machine. Plot Mm. twist. Indeed, that is a plot twist. (laughs) (laughs) And um, the song is Never Let Me Go. And so music literally has saved my life um, in the times where I've been like really suicidal and didn't want to be here anymore yes um when i didn't feel like i had anyone to turn to um to support me to just listen to hold me music has always found its way in those very very almost i would say last moments Mm -hmm. um and it's picked me right back up to be like you can you can continue doing this i feel that that's what it's done for me Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess we should uh, let the folks know what we're going to be talking about on our next episode. Me, I guess we should. So, 
I came. <laughs> this is a joint venture. Um, <laughs> but this, uh, the next episode is going to be Mr. Potato Head. Mm, what is it called, Mr. Potato Head, Nehemiah? <laughs> It is going to be about the things that we do to align our bodies as trans folks. Mm -hmm. Specifically, trans masculine folks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I look forward to getting into that. I'm excited. Um, And that's going to be in the new year. Wow, it's been like a whole year already. I mean, we just started this, but you know, (laughs) the year has has really flown by. Uh, But I hope that everybody has a safe New Year's, Mm -hmm. safe Christmas, if that's what you celebrate. Mm -hmm. Um, No drinking and driving. Please. Um, Yeah. Got anything to say? Um, No, I agree with those sentiments, and I just want to thank everyone out there who's listening to us uh, for being patient and rocking with us and all the support. Like, we can't thank you enough the amount of love and affirmation and just encouragement that we've gotten Definitely. so far and I'm like damn we haven't even dropped we don't even have a friend <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> um, but the, I think that speaks to just like who we are as people and like yeah. people are excited to hear what we have to say so are we excited to let y'all know what we guys think you know period so thank you and we love y'all yeah alright guys alright and got a blast